Can you hear me? There we go. All right. Uh, if I would have been planning correctly, I should have preached on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. For all of you Bible reading people out there. Anyway, when they're in the furnace of fire. Anyway, but I didn't plan accordingly to that. So that's all right. Hey, how many kids do I have out there? Let me hear you yell, kids. Get really loud. One, two, three, yell, kids. All right. Uh-oh, I think you can do better. I think you can do better. You ready? One, two, three, yell, kids. Awesome. Hey, if there's a kid next to you, just put your hand out. We're going to pray over the youth at our church here uh, from from baby all the way to the, the cool roots kids over in the shade. Anyway, let's pray for them. God, thank you so much for the joy of children. We are so lucky to have so many great kids and families that are part of this church. And Lord, we pray right now for your protection upon them, that you watch over them. And we also pray for them to know you, to grow up knowing that they are always loved by the God who made them. And that they have a Savior in Jesus. And that they become mighty followers of Jesus. And that one day, Lord, that they will continue to grow in their faith. And that we will see them raise the church up so that we will follow them in their lead with their passionate and strong faith. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, just really quick. I don't usually do this, but why not today? Because it's hot out and I can see Deidre just through two vans. It is Deidre Gibson's birthday, everybody. Right over there. If you know Deidre, she's back there. You often see her serving coffee and donuts on Sunday morning. So if you see her, sing to her happy birthday at least three times right in her face. That's just be as awkward and close as possible with her. That would be fantastic. Hey, just a really quick reminder, after church, we do have uh, uh, swag bags for all the kids. So don't leave without a branches bag filled with some fun treats. And then also, if you notice, there's inflatables up. That's for the group after us. I'm joking. That's for us. And so go and go down the inflatables. Have a lot of fun. And also, Frigid Frog will be rolling in here uh, as we wrap up the service this morning. Uh, we just want to have a fun time of fellowship and uh, a good time of just hanging out. And uh, so glad you're all here this morning. Would you pray with me? God, thank you so much for this beautiful day. Thank you so much that we can gather here and be reminded of your great love for us through your son, Jesus. We pray right now that our hearts are ready to receive from you. Let our ears hear what we need to hear and let our lives be transformed by your grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hate waiting. I hate waiting. I don't know if any of you have to wait for anything, but I hate waiting. I absolutely do. Uh, recently, or still, I'm waiting for an email. Have any of you ever had to go through and wait for an email to come that allows for something to happen in your life? Have any of you been there? Uh, I was told that this email would come at the end of August. I don't know if you know this, but it is August 28th. I've been looking since August 10th because that's when I feel like the month begins to end. I don't know. But I've been looking since August 10th on my phone randomly checking to see if I get one particular email. And my conclusion is this. I hate waiting. I absolutely hate it. I'm not good at it. And I'm constantly looking at it. And often in the midst of my waiting, I want to just give up right? I want to end my email accounts. I want to just be like, the only way you can get a hold of me is through carrier pigeon. 
that's it. I don't want to wait and have something that I will be waiting for that is so at my fingertips, but yet still reminds me that I'm going to continue to have to wait. But the reality is this. When we look at the stories of God and when we look at our story, which we've been looking at all of this month, is, is our story and how Jesus and God interacts with our story, we constantly see that God is one teaching us how to wait. It's constant. It's something that we see from the very beginning in the creation story. We see then as entering into the promised land. We see all of these amazing stages and all these amazing transitions and God is constantly reminding His people, reminding you and reminding me that we have to wait. That there is good in the waiting and there is really good when we trust in the Lord and we wait for Him through it all. But waiting is so hard. Now, I want to look at a story in the Bible today that I find uh, always really great and always a, a one that I can sometimes uh, just breeze over. But when I spend time in this story, I begin to be amazed at how Jesus works and how Jesus interacts with his people and how Jesus still does that today. If you have your Bibles on your phone or if you have your Bibles with you, it's in the Gospel of John. John chapter 9, the first 12 verses. And it's the story of the blind man. It's the story of the blind man who was born without being able to see, who had never seen light before in his life. And it's a story of someone who had to wait and wait and wait and wait. And then a miracle happens. Listen to this story if you've never heard it before, this way that Jesus interacts with this, this man and his people that are around him. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. He finished, boom, done. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned by us, the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in this world, I am the light of the world. Then, listen to this, kids. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Salam. And Salam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. A miracle happened. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said no. He just looked and won. They asked, who healed you? What happened? He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Salam and wash yourself. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Where is he now? They asked. I don't know, he replied. The first thing that I love that we see in this story is that People begin to ask, is he blind because of his parents' sins or because of his sins? And Jesus just sort of ends it really fast. You know, the thing is, is that we might not be like able to say, well, I think I have this or that. But we also carry the bondage of sin in, in, in many ways. We carry our sins from our past and some of us even carry our sins of our parents and, and we don't even recognize it at times. And we realize that maybe this is why I'm not being able to do something. But 
looking at Jesus really quickly, he ends it and he says, no. And he does this because he is the God of grace. He is the Savior who allows for sins to be forgotten and released. This is Jesus. This is what Jesus wants for us to understand, is that we were not designed to carry the bondages of sin. And that Jesus came so that we can move forward. We don't have to live with them anymore. But we are called to be people who lay down our burdens and allow for our lives to be set free. Jesus never wants us to live lives that are held back. Jesus always wants us to live lives where we find ourselves set free. Jesus then says, the night of the world is here. The sins of the world are here. But I am the light of the world and I am the savior of the world and I will have undone all of the sins of this place and of your life. You can be set free of that. The next thing that I really love about this story is one where is one where we see Jesus plays with spitting. I love spitting. I, I well, when I was a kid, I try not to spit anymore. I've, I'm trying to mature in my life. But I remember, like, I, I think I love playing baseball for the fact that I could spit on the baseball field and not get a baseball field i just i still to this day i just start spitting and I, it's gross some of you some of you are like why are you saying this in front of my kids now my kids are just gonna spit all the time but what is awesome here is that jesus spits so there you go kids don't spit in your house or your cars anyway just outside on the baseball field but jesus spits here and then he he in the dirt and he creates mud some interesting things here is that ancient practice is that some people like use spit to heal, but it wasn't a Jewish custom. So this was a very odd thing to see Jesus spit. It was very odd. And, and it probably within the Jewish custom is still today is that we know that spit carries lots of germs, right? It doesn't make any sense. But Jesus spits and he turns this dirt into mud. And he begins to, to, to cover these guys, this guy's eyes with the mud, and then he tells them, and he goes, and go wash this off. The significance is this, is that we truly do see that this man is blind. Why? Because if you weren't blind, you wouldn't let someone put mud on your eyes, right? I mean, anyway, but it's just a test. No, I'm joking. But it's powerful. It's powerful as he goes and he washes it off. And this is how I love how Jesus works, because we can relate to this story. This man who was once blind, where he was blind in his faith, he never saw Jesus. And the miracle still happened in his life. We have never physically seen Jesus, but miracles still happen in this world and in your life. And this is where we find the waiting to begin. There are those of us who need miracles to happen in our lives. We need things to take place. We need healing to happen both physical, emotional, there's three, and spiritual healing to take place. We need all of them. But often in our impatience, being impatient, and often in our world today where we need everything instantly, we want it now. And we miss out on the miracles that Jesus has for us. It is easy to... And in that time, when we want it quickly, we often trying to figure out how it could happen instead of waiting 
for the miracle. Can you imagine this man who was a panhandler, this man who was a beggar, this man who had nothing that most of the community thought he could offer? This is the guy that Jesus goes up to and performs a miracle on. This is the man that Jesus then comes up to and says, I am excited for what God is going to do in your life in the years ahead. And what we see is that he waited. And when Jesus showed up, he was ready. In our lives, in our waiting, are we ready for Jesus to show up? Are the stories of our lives filled with us being ready for Jesus to act and to do and to move in our lives? Let us reflect upon that in our days that are ahead of us. Are we ready for Jesus to move in our life? I love this because then everybody begins to question. Everybody begins to question, did this miracle really happen? And they've been like, that's not even the same guy. They brought in his, his stunt double, you know? The guy that looked like him but could see. That's not what happened. It is easy to talk ourselves out of miracles pretty consistently. We do this. We do this very good in this world today. We talk ourselves out of how God moves in our lives, and we just say, well, that logically could have happened. Well, this could have moved in this way. This could have happened here. And we miss the miracle of God's timing, and we miss the miracle of God's hand upon us. It is easy to either be the person who is sitting, waiting, and being ready, and it's also easy to be the person just ready with your arms crossed and to say, I question everything here. I question how this even works. So in this day, what I want you to begin to hear is in your story, I believe miracles are ready to happen. And in your story, are you ready to allow for your heart to wait in a way where you are going to hear from Jesus? This is a faith story today. That's what this story is all about. It is him being healed physically and spiritually. It is him being once spiritually blind to now being able to be able to see through the eyes that Jesus has given him. In this day right now, have you been walking in spiritual blindness thinking that you can just get yourself through? But in doing that, are you missing out on the miracles that God has for you? Whatever you're facing right now, are you ready to see what God has in store for us so that you can have a deeper faith? I think we see in this story, we see, we see the, the blind man and we see those who are watching. We see are those who re, remain in spiritual blindness and they have a shallow faith. They can follow the rules. They can look good on paper and on Facebook posts. But when it comes down to it, they just have a shallow faith. Or you can be like the blind man whose eyes were opened and he desires to have a strong faith. What we, we need now more than ever is the church to rise up and to be a people of strong faith. To step into a life of making sure that we are full for Jesus. A shallow faith is like ordering a jelly donut, only to find out the jelly isn't there. That's all I got for you today, guys. Anyway, but it is. All we are is hollow inside. 
We can look good on the outside. We can deceive. But the moment someone takes a bite out of that donut, the jelly isn't there. Make sure that your faith is a strong faith and is a glorious jelly-filled donut where you're filled with Christ to overflowing. That you allow for your love for other people to point others to Jesus. This is what the blind man did in his waiting. He prepared his heart to be filled with Jesus. And then he could never stop loving the Lord. In this day, we need to be people who pray and believe in our waiting. Healing will come. Our lives will be changed. Jesus is at work still in this day in your life. Allow for him to move deeply in who he has called you to be and to become. Take that step of faith to follow Jesus. Would you pray with me? Oh, holy God, we thank you for this morning. And we thank you for a Savior who is filled with your amazing love. And we pray right now, oh God, we pray right now for those of us who are, have felt like we've been waiting for so long. Help us to wait no more and help you to show up and to move in our lives. For those of us who need encouragement in our waiting, let us continue to be encouraged to know you to follow you, and to grow in you, and amongst our waiting. Lord, we pray for our hearts to be filled with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have communion, you can take that out right now. All who believe and confess that Jesus is Savior are welcome to take communion here at the branches. We are reminded that Christ sacrificed his body for us so that we could live now. So that we don't have to live in sin anymore, but we can be set free. Would you pray with me right now? Oh God, represent, offer this bread and this juice to represent your body and your blood that was spilled for us. Allow for us to be made clean. And Lord, we know we're not perfect, and so we repent. We repent of our sins. We give them over to you. We no longer want to be held in the bondage of this sin. So Lord, we lay them over at your feet our pride, our jealousy, our lust. Lord, we lay that over at your feet. Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness and we thank you for your grace and how you set us free through our repentance so that we can follow Jesus every day of our life. In your name we pray. blood of Jesus spilled for you, take and drink. Oh Lord, you make us new. Oh Lord, we want to follow you. Oh Lord, we need you every day. We thank you for your grace and your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Let the party begin, everybody. We're here to have a lot of fun, and so come on over. Frigid Frog's rolling up. Get whatever. I don't know. My, my favorite is Frog in a Blender, which makes me want to sing one song from a long time ago. Hold in a Blender by who's that band? Anybody? Come on. Come on. All right. We'll figure it out later. All right. 
Go with Jesus this week. Allow for his spirit to move in your life and allow you to share his love with those around you. We'll see you over here for Frigid Frog and Bouncing. See you guys. Have a great week.